Welcome to the Washburn Review. Hey everybody, I am Steven. And I'm Whitney. And welcome to Fawning Over Food. Put that pun back where you found it. Okay, okay, meetings about munchies. <clears throat> Gabbing over grub? You can do better. Okay, okay, okay. Verbalizing about vittles. Appeals to my red wall sensibilities, but... Uh, okay, I, I, I should reread those. It's been a while. There is more food descriptions in red wall than there are in the average cookbook. I'll have to get back to that at some point. You should. Okay, okay. I, I, I'm gonna get one more. Okay, okay. Um, hmm. Raving about rations? Wait, 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 Whitney, what? Wait. <laughs> Today we'll be discussing a topic that is near and dear to our hearts. And not just us. It's, right, it's, it's most of humanity's heart. Yeah, it's pretty popular. Uh, it's, uh, food is very popular. I wonder why. <laughs> yes. And uh, we each chose two food items and one drink to wash it down. Mind letting me start with the drinks? Sure. I'm going to go for a topic that we underage students know nothing about. As long as humans have been around, beer has been around. Uh, the oldest examples we have of beer date back to what is now Iran, where it was more like a thin oatmeal than a beverage. And one of the most honored Sumerian goddesses, Ninkasi, I butchered that, Ninkasi was the goddess of beer, which shows you where people's priorities are. It's funny, no matter what culture you're a part of, everyone seems to have a different funny alcohol story. Like in Dublin, they have a special row in this one church for the Guinness family to use. That is interesting. Which, I guess, to the Irish is the closest you can get to royalty. <laughs> and, I mean, here everyone has some family story about making moonshine in the tub during Prohibition. What about you? Okay, um, how much do you like pink lemonade? I mix it with my Sprite. Okay, yeah, you, you, may, you may prefer Sprite after this. Okay. I am so sorry. I, I apologize to all of you for ruining pink lemonade. But uh, in 1857, there was a man named Pete Conkling, and uh, he worked as a, at a circus concession stand, but he ran out of water to make his lemonade out of. So he frantically searched and eventually came across the dressing room where uh, Fanny Jameson, a, uh, a, a horseback rider, had just finished washing the red laundry. No. Yeah, so he quickly took it, put lemon juice and sugar in it, and sold it as strawberry lemonade. No. It doubled their sales. <clears throat> like, this was dirty laundry for the circus? Yep. <laughs> okay. It, it may be just right from now on. I, I apologize to all of you. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Well, it's made with food dye now. I'd hope so. I really would hope so. <laughs> okay, the next is a food made out of pure spite. <laughs> which attracted me to it a lot. I love it. Uh, would this happen to be potato chips? It would happen to be potato chips. Ooh, tell us more. Potato chips were literally made because one of their customers kept sending fried potatoes back. Like, they were- because he didn't like the thickness of them, and the chef was like, Fine. You want thin potatoes? I'll give you thin potatoes. And then it will be disgusting, and they'll be horrible, and your mouth will be so full of ashes you can't complain anymore. <laughs> Just, 
which was a total fail because he like sliced them as thin as he possibly could, fried them, and sent them back to the customer who loved them. And the potato chip was born. So hands up to George Crumb, y'all. Woo! One of America's favorite snacks, born out of pure spite. <laughs> Speaking of America's favorite snack, the chocolate chip cookie. I kind of thought you were gonna say the Twinkie. We put it down in the time capsule and everything. I mean, but this is even more iconic. I would have to agree with you. Yeah, yeah. I like chocolate chip cookies. So the origin of the chocolate chip cookie is actually accredited to Ruth Wakefield. And the interesting thing is, it is a mystery as to how it came about. I found at least three possible origins as to how she made it. Well, let's hear them. So the first one was that she ran out of nuts for a recipe and just quickly threw chocolate in as a substitute and hoped it turned out well. Well, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, chocolate over nuts, 100% mm -hmm. of the time. And then the second explanation I found was that she wanted to make a chocolate uh, cookie, but she didn't have the baker's chocolate, so she took chocolate crumbles and hoped that they would melt and just make a solid chocolate cookie, but it didn't entirely. Instead, it's chips. And then the third one I found was that she just dreamt it up and made it. Eh. I like the idea of it being an accident. It's, I mean, it's a little bit more exciting that way, to think about it that way. So, my next food pick is also a dessert. Ooh. Yeah. Have you ever heard of Crepe Suzette? I have heard of it. I'm actually, I've, yeah, I've never actually heard of it. Like, I googled it, and I was like, oh, this is for posh people, isn't it? <laughs> this is for people who don't consider pizza pockets the height of cuisine. <laughs> okay, so Crepe Suzette was formed because this waiter was supposed to serve regular crepes to the Prince of Wales, and accidentally spilled brandy all over the flames. <laughs> And as any first-day chemistry student can tell you, don't put alcohol near the flames. <laughs> and flambéed the crepes they were serving. Really? Couldn't do anything about it. And he was like, took a taste of it, and was like, eh, it's pretty good. And just like gave it to the prince and kind of ran off. And <laughs> yeah, and the prince really liked it, awarded him like these fancy gifts. Oh, that's hilarious. I'm like, this, I relate to this so much. I see myself setting things on fire on accident. <laughs> and then, here, you eat it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> so, so, I have saved my favorite origin out of these for last. Does something get set on fire? Not for this particular story. Uh, just uh, as a shot in the dark, how old would you think cheesecake is? Uh, 40 years. I'll try a little older. 100 years? I'll try a little older. A thousand years? Try 4,000. Oh! So, our earliest evidence of cheesecake dates back to circa 2000 BC. That is old. Yeah. I was way off. It's even older than I thought it was. I thought it started uh, in ancient Rome, but I found out researching today that it was uh, all the way back in ancient Greece. And some people speculate that it might have been served to athletes during the ancient Olympics because it was such a good source of energy. So what was it like? Was it kind of like the same stuff we have today? or It was fairly different. It was, it was much flatter. It was uh, cheese and honey that was mixed together and softened and beat. And it was spread over flour and baked. 
Huh. So it's kind of like those fruit pizzas you see in stores? I, I, I kind of like to think of it as a cheesy cracker. Huh. Oh. That actually kind of sounds good. Yeah. I'd go for that. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't go for pink lemonade, but I'd go for that. <laughs> so these are a bunch of examples of experiments or accidents that turned out great. And I was thinking for our ending question, if we can have an example where we were cooking or saw someone cooking and it turned out very, very wrong and it was not awesome. Uh, would you like to start? Uh, I guess uh, whenever someone asks me a question like this, my mind always just goes blank. Like, what do I eat? Trash. I've seen your food. Trash. I, I mean, I eat, I eat good stuff sometimes. I, I mean, I eat good stuff. You eat fun dip. <laughs> I mean, there's that too. Fun dip's good. That's mostly it. <laughs> I mean, I eat more than just a few sweet things, right? Literally your entire list of food that you brought today was sweet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, would you like to start? Okay, I'll start. But <laughs> you think about any dessert disasters, because I know you don't really eat anything else. Okay. Um... Oh my god. <laughs> so I used to work in this kitchen where we would serve things like clubs and sandwiches, and we got an order for a quesadilla. And the way the kitchen was set up is you had two conveyor belt ovens where you would place the food on one end, it would slide through, and there was a little window where you could watch it as it was sliding through. And for the sandwich part of it, you could open that window and take it out. And for the bottom one, you really couldn't do much about it. You just had to watch it go through. So we get an order for a quesadilla. And it's been a very long time since anyone has actually ordered a quesadilla. So we couldn't remember if it went through the bottom with the pizza or if it went through the top with the sandwiches. And so we're like, okay, well, it goes on a pizza tray, so let's just put it through the bottom. It does not go through the bottom. <laughs> And remember how I said the window, there wasn't really a point of opening the bottom? Yeah. Well, we just had to watch helplessly through the window <laughs> as it caught fire. <laughs> There's nothing we could do about it. I bet that moment got pretty heated. Fight me. <laughs> uh, speaking of work stories, um... I don't know who it was that was in charge of making the iced tea that day at work, but whoever it was was brilliant. Oh no. So we had these two big tanks of tea that were being made. Uh, the first one uh, being regular iced tea and the other one being sweet iced tea. And so uh, they both ran, you know, made uh, enough tea for both of them, and I don't know who it was. But someone added sugar to the tea to make it sweet, and then they kept adding it, and then they kept adding it, to the point when it was practically saturated. There was so much sugar in there. So, one was of the- the happiest day of her life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, it was, uh, not the happiest day of the server that decided to take a break to have some tea. No. So he went back. Poured himself a glass of tea, I saw him walk by the busing station, grabbed a slice of lemon, squeezed it into the into the glass, dropped the lemon slice, and took a sip. And gagged. <laughs> had anyone taken? Like, had anyone ordered iced tea that day? They had. <laughs> he said, oh, this is so sweet, this is too sweet! Who made this? <laughs> And so he was going around for the rest of the people working at the restaurant. He's like, try this tea! 
try the tea! <laughs> of course he did. Who made this? <laughs> did the person who made it get in trouble or did he get a medal? I don't remember who Judging it was. Judging by that reaction. <laughs> I don't remember who it was, but I hope he got a medal. Oh, <laughs> I tried the tea. It was pretty sweet. It was good. It, it, it was a bonding moment for the team. <sighs> Thank you so much for listening. We hope that you have a wonderful day. And Whitney, do you want some pink lemonade? Get out of my face. <laughs>